This podcast is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it happened, Tate. Mm. You, you spoke it into existence. Mark Turgeon, Turgatory, RIP. It's over. It's over. Eight yes. games into the season. Uh, we we talked about it on the last show uh, because Maryland had uh, uh, lost to Virginia Tech. They were five and three, I believe, on the season. And not uh, terrible. Not terrible, but like but it's Turgatory. Yeah, and we 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 I don't know. We were just kind of having some fun hashing it out of like, is Maryland going to move on from Mark Turgeon at the mm. end of the year? You're like, I think they have to. We thought it was at the end of the year, Tate. It was not at the end of the year. No. It was now. I thought the seat was hot. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know the seat was on fire. I didn't know the seat was non-existent. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there that is no seat. seat. I didn't know that Mark Turgeon was going to stand up, pack his seat, and walk away. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Also, Big Ten basketball news. The Purdue Boilermakers, Tate. Number one. Your new number one. Purdue wow. has been number two many times. My father will tell you that they are always mm. number two. That they <laughs> <laughs> are PU for a reason, yes. as he would say. Uh, but Purdue is now number one for the first time in program history. It's just a shame Neil Armstrong's not here to uh, pour to one it. out. He would be over the moon, Tate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as all bullier makers are. Uh, Good day have, in West Lafayette. We have Coach Titus coming on the program a little bit. Yes, to, to talk about. So this for all the West Lafayette yeah. Purdue fans, maybe you just get through that because yeah. that's going to be IU's coming in hot. You know what I mean? They're a little hurt. They're a little. They're hurt. They're, they're, they're shook, hurt. dude. Yeah. They're shook. My dad though is not mad. We just we just got done doing the interview with him, and he's very much not mad. Definitely not. He's mad. Hashtag not mad yeah. at all. No, so. he's excited about what Woody's got cooking. There's that. Uh, also, Gonzaga. Are we hitting the panic button on them? Ooh, Lose to I'm Alabama hovering. in Seattle. And uh, a st- is it good for Gonzaga? That's what the uh, right. uh, the well, contrarians are asking. Well, make your case. I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk we'll about. See, it. We'll talk about that. And Memphis is officially dead. I, I cannot wait to talk. I about think Penny we're out on Memphis. Way. I know, yeah. but there's there. Penny is is a quote machine right now, and we have to discuss some of these quotes. Uh, <laughs> there's a ton to get to, but first, Woody Durham. All right, we got to start with uh, Mark Turgeon. The Mark Turgeon era at Maryland is officially over. Tate, it's hears, funny. Tate hears his name and starts laughing yeah. just instinctively. Uh, this was this was year eleven for Turgeon. Um, Ten years, one Sweet Sixteen appearance. Yeah. Uh, this this was the the problem that Maryland fans had. For for those who who aren't plugged into what was going on at Maryland basketball, basically the big bullet points are that uh, Turgatory is is the, the the term we use for Mark for the mm-hmm. state of Mark Turgeon. Uh, uh, era. Maryland you could win the Big Ten, but it's a three-way tie. It would just yes, you yes. could be number two make, in the country. You're going to make the NCAA tournament, one. but yeah. you're going to lose in the first week. Exactly. And is that good? Is it not good? It's turgatory. It's mm-hmm. in the middle. It's mm-hmm. that you're not horrible, but you're, you're relevant. Not, yes, but, but are you? Yes. 
And at long last, the the uh, the Maryland fans were losing their minds. They 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 couldn't take it anymore. Maryland loses to George Mason at home this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they who else did they, they lost to Virginia Tech? Who was the third loss? I forget. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But Danny Manning was the big news of the offseason. They bring in Danny Manning. They bring in some key transfers. I mean, they get a lot of... That's Russell. Yeah, they have have the preseason hype. There's a lot of people that, you know, in the Big Ten media that pick them to finish third, which, you know, is very targetory. You're not picked to finish first, but you're picked to finish in the top four, so Mm -hmm. that's good. They lost to Louisville, by the way. I just looked it up. Oh, Uh, yeah. Mike Rutherford. Shout out to you. Mike Rutherford actually is so upset that I like Maryland more than Louisville. You know what I mean? It's like, as my ACC bias, like he's so, he's like, why? He's like, I do, he, he cannot compute, that but I do want Maryland. I will say that doesn't make a lot of sense for, I, for, I know. It's not that for I an dislike. old ACC guy to like Maryland more than Louisville. That, because, that doesn't compute. No, it's because it's respect. You know what I mean? I know Maryland. I, 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 Louisville's like new kid on the block. You know what I mean? And then they come in and they're yelling about, we got the greatest rivalry. You're like, whoa, hold up. All right. And I know a lot of people are like, well, 1980, 1986. I get it. I get it. But that's UCLA runover. You know what I mean? Like that you were, that was John Wood. John Wooden's everywhere, as we saw the statues in Indiana and yep. everywhere else in the world. But John Wooden went. Love Louisville. He, John Wooden went to Maryland, Purdue, by the way. He's yeah. yeah, number one. For, yeah. Oh, that's right. This yeah. is producers yeah. having a great time. All roads lead back to John, John Wooden. Um, so, so Turgatory, uh, he, it, it's over eight games into the season. They, they, they lose to George Mason. They lose to Louisville. They lose to Virginia Tech. Mm. Uh, this was a Maryland team that was preseason ranked. There, there, there was expectations of some sort. They were probably, like, as you said, they, they were picked and finished third for that. That is the Turgeon experience. Uh, it does not look like that's where, what's going to end up happening. And so Maryland fans who uh, came into the season already primed. They're already kind of overmarked Turgeon. They, let's yes. be honest. Like if we were guessing when they got overmarked Turgeon, it was probably that 2015 season, right? The, the 15, was it 15, 16? 2015, the, 16. With, with the mellow Trimble and, yeah. and the, the, the North awesome. Carolina Villanova ended yes. up being in the final. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that was the year that like Maryland fans are like, all right, I've seen enough. We're, we're probably ready to move on. <laughs> um, and he stuck around for five more years and uh, they were done after seven years. Yeah. It's a seven year itch. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. It's the lesson. Um, and and they were ready to move on, and then they start five and three. And apparently, the story that's being and, and we got to talk about this because I don't know what the real story is, <laughs> but the story that's being put out there is that Mark Turgeon, uh, after losing to uh, Virginia Tech, right? Was 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 that it? Am I understanding this correctly? Yeah, the Virginia Tech was at home after the Virginia Tech game. They lose. He's walking to the locker room, and fans are basically booing him. They're saying mean things. They're just bullying Mark Turgeon. And he takes a long look in the mirror and decides, I've had enough, I quit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's the story. Uh, I, Because w- when, the, when the announcement was made, they said it was a mutual, they, that Maryland and Mark Turgeon mutually agreed to part ways. Mm-hmm. And we know that that's not true. We know that these decisions are never mutual. They can't mm-hmm. possibly be mutual. Because like, if you're firing your coach eight games into the season, that's sort of unprecedented for, uh, for if there's no off-court issues, which there's not in this case, as, as far as we know. But I'm going to... Be, feel yeah, pretty this confident. Isn't, it yes. isn't about that. Yeah, I'm going to feel pretty confident. There's nothing off court. Um, and it's a guy who won the conference a couple years ago, and the team's five and three. It's like if they started zero and eight, maybe I could see a world mm-hmm. where he gets fired eight games into the season. So I'm supposed to believe if this is truly mutual that eight games into the season, Maryland decides they want to fire him, which would be like kind of insane, like like insane, unprecedented timing. And on the other side of it, at the exact same time, eight games into the season, Mark Turgeon decides he's ready to quit. And they both just like walk into the same room at the same time. I'm going to say it on three. One, two, three. I quit. They're like, you're fired. (laughs) At the same time. Of course not. They're arguing who was first. Of course not, dude. (laughs) I think he quit. 
He definitely quit. And I think he quit for, you know, like you said, I mean, the Maryland fan base, they just feel like they were forced into this marriage at this point. And they were both ready to be done with it. And I think that Mark Turgeon could go to another situation and be a good coach. It's never been about Mark Turgeon, the basketball coach. You know, I like the guy. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you have Danny Manning. On that bench, right next to him, a guy who can easily step right in and step up. I love when the guys step down. Danny Manning steps up into the head coaching role and is a great interim. There's going to be conversations. I I promise you by February, we're going to have some some conversations of people are like, should Danny Manning get the job as the Maryland head coach so they can... Who are these people? Show me these people, dude. (laughs) Me. I'm going to do this. Should Danny Manning... Keep this job. But then the good conversation. Well, the good conversation is what the conversation we were having on the last episode before we even knew this was going to happen about Maryland, which is they need a return to prominence. They need to get out of Turgatory. The first step to get out of Turgatory is to get rid of the Turg. Yes, just get rid of the Turg. And he's out. Uh, So now we're moving forward. When I initially saw everything break, I thought he was fired. I thought, like, there's no way it's mutual. Uh, There there were reports coming out that he made the decision. It was more Mark Turgeon's decision than Maryland's decision. Um, I didn't believe that. I thought like th- he was definitely fired because Maryland's paying his buyout, dude. They just they just did a contract extension. Yeah. Um. They, he has a five million dollar buyout that they are paying in full, which they don't have to because he resigned. Apparently, that's the story. Um. But then I I I, I guess like as more as we've had more time to talk to to listen to I don't know points mm. of view that seems to be the narrative we're going with is that Mark Turgeon decided to step down. But then even in stepping down, Tate. He turns and points the fingers at the Maryland fans. So like now we're supposed to be in a position, you and I, where we sit down here and we talk about the state of Maryland fandom and mm. are they too toxic, all this sort of stuff. When really the story should be, Mark Turgeon quit on his team eight games into a season. Yeah, he quit. Killed, when Jalen Johnson opted out of Duke, we killed yeah. him for it. And that was with like a week left in the season. Two and weeks he's left. a kid. And he's a kid. So this, this is dude a growing quit. up. This <laughs> dude spent all summer convincing Danny Manning, yes. Curtis Wahab, yes. Fats Russell, like however, however many guys... Come to play, buy in. To buy in. Everybody buy in. Eight games of the season, which there's like, listen, it was not going well for Maryland. We know that. But a lot can change. What did the fans say? That's the real question. What yeah, did they say that That's finally made him snap and say, I'm done with this. I'm done with these Maryland fans. But also, Maryland fans are not. They, they are not happy with mediocrity. Yeah, like why? They, they do not want to live in purgatory. <laughs> so they finally snapped as they should have. And he should have taken that. And but, when I, I guess he took it as he, he assumed that the fans were done with him. So he's like, I'm going to bow out of the situation. But like you said, he deserves to get burned for that if, for quitting on, on these guys. You, on this team. I, unlike you, I have no, I, I genuinely have no, uh, I have no feelings either way about Mark Turgeon as a, as a, uh, as a coach in terms of like, I, I think purgatory is funny. I thought the whole idea is funny. Yeah. It's just like, he's, he's basically the Tom Crean model at Indiana, but like, yes. I, but without the goofy faces and and mm-hmm. all that, you know, so like with anger, it was like, it was just, it's just but not funny. Gary Williams fun anger. Yes. Yeah. Um, but now in light of this, I don't understand because, because everyone's saying that Mark Turgeon is going to land on his feet somewhere, whatever. If I'm a fan of the school that hires Mark Turgeon after he quit on his team, eight games into, I don't understand how that's like not the story. Mm-hmm. I, I do understand in the sense that like, I get how this business works and all of us media types have friends and Turgeon has a lot of friends in the media and they don't want to kill him. They want to point the finger at Maryland fans and say, no, I like the guy, you know? Yeah. I, yeah I like the guy. It's not his fault. It's your mm-hmm. fans fault. Cause you're booing. Cause you're five and three when you expected some sort of, res- well, you expected more than one sweet 16 in 10 years. That's on you. Look in the mirror. That's you know, like that's that's how this business works. Um, mm. 
but I, 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 so I understand that part, but I don't, at the same time, I don't understand how the story is anything other than Mark Turgeon quit on his team. Because as, as we said, you bring all these guys in, you tell them to buy in. Mm-hmm. It's a long season, Tate. You start five and three. You know how many teams have, have started five and three, made the NCAA tournament? A lot. A lot. It, it happens a lot. Yes. For God's sakes, Villanova's lost how many times this season? Is yeah. Jay Wright going to bail on his team? Because he's <laughs> like, we said, no, no. But the good news, if you're Maryland, is that Danny Manning is there and you have a competent guy who has coached in a big conference and understands how to manage You're trying to sell Maryland fans on Danny Manning. For this year. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. You got Danny Manning. Uh, so where where does Maryland go from here? Because it's not going to be Danny Manning. No, Spoiler it's going it, it, to be Danny no, Manning. No, it's not. It's not. It, I mean, I think, you know, they're the usual suspects. I think Kim English from George Mason that beat them yeah. is probably their first call, right? Their first call. Maybe not their first call, but like their most reasonable call where they're like, this could be exciting. This guy, you know, has a lot of energy that could bring here. I Kevin think, Willard's going to yeah. be on that list probably. But the yeah. one we want them to call, and the one, the yes. name that we want to see is Rick Pitino. Yes, I was going to. Facts. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, and, and let me just be honest. If and, and that's why Mike Rutherford is upset because Rick Pitino going to Maryland and coming back to the ACC is what we all want. Are you kidding me? If Rick Pitino goes to Maryland, we're getting them back to the ACC. I don't care what it takes. We're making all the phone calls. Scott Van Pelt, use your platform. Use your platform, yeah. Scott. Get Rick Pitino to Maryland and get Maryland to the ACC. That's the play. If you want to be relevant, that's the play. It's a good point because if Patino's going to Maryland, they can't be in the Big Ten. Patino's not a Big Ten coach. No. He's not a Big Ten coach. He, he, he That's part of the yeah. agreement to go to yes. Maryland. He's like, we would not play in the Big Ten. <laughs> we will absolutely not play in the Big Ten. Uh, Kim, Kim English is interesting. I think he's too young. He's a little, like, that would be a little bit of a swing, yeah. I think. Um, I wish Shaka I, I, hadn't I left for Marquette yet. I wish Shaka oh, God, was in the dude. mix. Oh my god! That's what I would have really wanted. Are you Maryland fans? It's not. I mean, not, I just, I'm I'm happy for Maryland That's fans. Rebranded Turgatory right there. <laughs> Shaka. I mean, like he's just gonna. <laughs> I don't know what we would call that the Shaka era, but I think that if you're Maryland, you have such optimism because you can go any way right now, right? Yeah. You can go Rick Bettino. You can go a legacy play because you have that kind of cachet. Um, or you I'm can curious, go for the young up and comers. I'm curious how toxic Sean Miller actually is because uh, toxic. I've, I've seen, yeah, I know. I've, that's what I mean. Like it mm. feels like he's pretty toxic, but then like, why is he toxic? Cause like nothing he did is illegal now. Right. Or was it? I mean, it was illegal. It's like, <laughs> we don't know. Like, he it? lives in the gray area. And also like college park. I think Sean Miller could do really well in college park. Like it would make sense. And yeah. he could go there and do really well, but he already, he kind of, he tested the waters with Maryland once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah. Ago. yeah. And like he, he was like, he had a bunch of stipulations and things <laughs> that they were like, absolutely not. So they've so been maybe down they, this road. Yeah, before. So maybe they don't re-engage. Yeah. We yeah. Don't want that. Uh, the other name I see people throwing out is John Beeline. Which uh, we talked about that. His too. age is it always comes up, but it's a legacy play too. Who cares? Just you know, Rick Patino would be insane. Patino is is how old Patino though? I mean, he's, he's who cares? He's a lot. vampire. He's probably like four hundred. Yeah. Um, I I I am at the point though where uh, I want to do Maryland fans a, a favor and not um because because this th- this is the part that I and I've learned this over the last few years, four or five years, and you you certainly learned this last year in North Carolina, Yeah, that there there's kind of nothing worse 
than being a college basketball fan and having your program have a coach. And then you, you're discussing like people you want to get and then just having outsiders say they'll never do it over and over mm. and over. And, and, and that's just all you hear is it's like, yeah. th this guy will never go there. This guy will. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong, but it's just like, somebody's got to, somebody's going to take the job. And so to, yeah. it, and it becomes like Phil Jackson turned down the Carolina job. This pat this summer, this yeah, offseason? That was a rumor. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Coach K. Oh, you got too. me excited about him, like the idea of Phil Jackson getting offered the job in like 2000 yeah. or something or or whatever. But uh, Jim it, has this master plan that Coach K comes and coaches Carolina. What about Coach K to Maryland? <laughs> I was thinking that. Coach K to that heads up, dude. That heads up. Sweet. You know what the. You know the, the he's retiring from Duke. Yeah. He does a Jay Leno. He's like, I'm retiring, but I'm just still doing my own thing. I'm still in show business. <laughs> you know what the uh the Maryland play is for the the old timer, like the Mike Woodson play for Maryland would yeah. be uh John Lucas. Dude, Juan Dixon. Juan Dixon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you say that. <laughs> Look up Juan Dixon's cop and state record. He's at cop and state. That's not his fault. If he, he's at Maryland. He's winning everything. Uh, Andy Enfield's getting tossed out, too. For what? Maryland? Uh, for Maryland. Cause How? He, cause Who he, cause, even remembers him? Because he went to uh, uh, he went to Johns Hopkins, and that's in Maryland. Oh. I, think. I think that's the connection. <laughs> Chris is mad. He's yeah. like, he's like, don't you talk about this. Yeah. He's like, leave Andy Enfield out of this. No. This I'm, I'm serious. I'm, all these, because I don't, I don't know. Like, this, the exercise, what, what, I'm, what I was saying about Maryland, about throwing names out, nobody knows anything. No, Every, everyone starts throwing no. stuff out immediately of like, here are some candidates of, of whatever. And then everyone picks them apart. And they're like, this, this guy would never go there. Rick Pitino is never going to go there. I don't yeah. know. He, like, are, are you paying any attention to what's happening in college football? Of course, guys will go to, and this is what maybe like lose my mind about Stevens and and like Brian I, Kelly going Stafford. to LSU pretty much proved that anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, this is this is why I was going nuts last year with Stevens IU, like working myself into I was foaming at the mouth because I was like, don't don't tell me it's impossible. It's not impossible. Mm. It's possible. Anything's possible. Um, so I'm not going to do that with, with Maryland fans, throw them all out there, figure it out. I don't know, but, uh, what is Maryland job? Where does it rank for you in terms of like, cause that's the other discussion everyone has. Like, is this even Maryland in the ACC is a tier one job. Maryland in the big 10 is a tier two job. Facts. Is there, is there, is there a, a, a supporting no. evidence to those facts or you just, you just say, you just say facts. Just after say facts. You just make a point and then say facts and then you don't have to back it up. Is that Maryland. What in the ACC, different animal. Maryland in the Big Ten, same beast. <laughs> what? They got to get out of the Big Ten. They're, that is the next step of Turgatory. They they're, have to get out of the Big Ten. They're not getting out of the Big Ten. They no. have to. It's not going to happen, in fact. The Big Ten should trade them for Louisville. That's a fair trade for everybody. And I know Mike Rutherford is now losing his mind. He's officially... Jumped out of his chair. Nobody wants out of the Big Ten, though. That's the problem. The Big Ten is... No. Maryland wants out. <laughs> Come home, Maryland. <laughs> SVP? It's a, it, this is the time, Titus. But I mean, but other than that, I think I think it is like a... It's on the line, really, of Tier 1, Tier 2, and it could be either way. Yeah. yeah. And they could go Kim English, and we could be excited about it, but I think they should go for a big swing. I think it's really the time. Under and, the big, Armour, and the big swing is Rick Pitino, in your mind. What what's what is what is the big swing? If you're the Maryland AD and it's like, uh, who's who's the guy that runs Under Armour, and Van Pelt and whoever else yeah. and Taylor Twellman and every other Kevin Plank I think is the Under Kevin Plank guy. Yeah. yeah all the all the 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 big the big wigs in, mm. in Maryland come in and they're like come in. you name the price we'll make it happen we just want you to go take that big swing who's your big swing 
Brad Stevens. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think I mean I think Rick Pitino is the realistic big swing as far as we want to win now. If you want to win now, Rick Re- rejuvenate the the fan base. I um, mean, yeah. The the old heads, the the true bloods at Maryland come out if Rick Pitino comes there. <laughs> I promise you that. He wear that white suit again. <laughs> Tony Montana's back on the sideline, stalking the sidelines. Dude, everyone listening thinks we're joking. We're not joking at all. I am not. I'm not joking at I, all. I hope Rick Pitino is listening to this. Yeah. And I hope he understands how much I would support that move. Oh, my God, dude. It would be so sick. He'd only be there for five years or whatever. But yeah, that, like, revenge. Are, are you kidding me? That's what if five years it would Kay's be. K's gone. Yes. Roy's gone. Yes. Like, it was his. it's his world and we're living in it. <laughs> are you talking about redemption tour? Are you kidding me? Like, who's the AD at Maryland? Hire Tom Jurich and hire Rick Pitino together. Package deal. <laughs> That's the, uh, Oh, man. Um, I got his age, by the way. Pitino? 69. <laughs> hire him. <laughs> that was perfect. Hire him. You can get Grievous Vasquez on the sideline, too. Dude, absolutely. Who, who is the former player play? It's Steve John Lucas. It's John Lucas. John Lucas. I think it's, it's Lynn John. Elmore. Uh, it's <laughs> Chris Wilcox. Chris Wilcox. Steve Line Blake. I mean, like, Juan Dixon's the one who's coaching right now. He's horrible at Calvin So State, is Grievous. Gotta, he's got to, like, you got to build it up a little bit, Juan. Yeah, I think, Grievous is coaching right now? Yeah. I think I think is Juan, he really? Where's he coaching? Juan could be top assistant. That'd be good. Hold on. Where's Grievous Vasquez Grievous coach? Vasquez is an associate head coach for the Erie Bayhawks, which is in the G League. For oh, the yeah. uh, Pelicans. Which is be better a, than that's a step down, honestly. He should be G a college League, basketball coach. The G League's better than college basketball. So he'd be like stepping he, if he can handle the G League, the Erie Bayhawks, he could surely handle. Or could he? Because Mike Woodson, he could handle the NBA, but he also but he could not handle college basketball. That was so. also on his Wikipedia point, from yeah. two years ago, know. just to let you know. So that might not be true. <laughs> I have no idea. Juan Dixon, <laughs> Grievous Vasquez, Rick Bettino, Tom Jurich. All to Maryland and also Louisville to the Big Ten for Maryland to the ACC. Right. That's that's the trade. That's the big deal. That's the that's the overarching deal that we need to go for. What about Steve Francis? Oh, I love it. Franchise Joe Smith. What's he doing? What, yeah, Joe Smith. Number one Maryland. pick, Joe Smith. What are what are uh, yeah? I mean, you got to be careful though, man, because what we're seeing from Penny, what we're seeing from Patrick Ewing. You know who's another good name? Keith Gatlin. Keith Gatlin on the bench. Well, we're seeing that all these all these hires, these guys. It's like let's just bring in the guy who's the star here and have him run the show. Yeah, is it, is it working out like we thought it might? You know who the other DJ big home run? <laughs> the other big home run. Daryl in there. <laughs> the other big home run that Maryland could go for, and I know this is going to sound crazy. Mick Cronin. You just because the UCLA the East thing is that it? No, you just. I mean, Mick Cronin. You say he's the hottest coach in America. That's a good point. You know. That would be that would be wild. You call, be he's too you call him. You call him. <laughs> he's too Hollywood. Too Hollywood. <laughs> college player. First concert was two years ago. <laughs> wearing sunglasses inside at College Park, <laughs> pissing everybody off. He should wear them during the games. Dude, Mick Cronin versus Rick Pitino for the Maryland oh job. My God. Um, my final thought is uh, just to reiterate for Maryland fans: don't let anyone. Uh, because this, the, to me, this mm. has become the conversation. Is like, are Maryland fans too toxic? Are are, are they demanding? I don't too much? think so. I don't. I don't think. I, you you, you deserve more. Even if it's not like, I think you deserve whatever you you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's how fandom works. Like if you're not happy, boo. Like that's how it works, and, and it yeah. sucks. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one, th- but it, like the precedent has been set. Like you know who you can be, and you know like. 
You know what I mean? It's not like Maryland's making up who they were. I mean, it's, it's sort of NC State, right? I mean, they've won two national championships. It's not crazy for them to think that they can win more national championships. You know what I mean? So it's not like you haven't been there before. It's not crazy. But it's like, but it's like not even national championship state. It's like literally more than one Sweet 16 in 10 years. Yeah. Like this is this is the same thing Indiana fans were going nuts about last summer was mm-hmm. it's not, we're not talking, or last, uh, the offseason, last April. We're not talking about winning banner after banner after banner. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you guys have not won a national championship since 1987. They literally did not make the NCAA tournament once under Archie Miller. <laughs> The that's fans wild. are like, we want to, if we get into the NCAA tournament this year and lose by 40, that's better than we ever did under Archie. Yeah. That's where we're at as a program. That's what we're trying to get to. That's mm-hmm. where Maryland fans are coming from. They're like, we, we simply want to make sweet 16s semi-regularly. Like I want to make a sweet 16 and then not have like, have, have a, an entire like lifespan of like, <laughs> like an entire era passes before yeah. we make a next one. Yeah. Like that's all we're asking for right now. And they can do that. Of course. Yeah. And I think like it, it, it drives me nuts because like that becomes the, anytime someone gets fired, like that becomes the, the, the discussion point is like, are they demanding too much? But no, the, the answer the, is no. Demand this, what you demand, dude. Cause the yeah. second you start selling for mediocrity is the second you die. But it, this program, is the most fun Maryland basketball conversation we've had in seven years. That's the point. Yeah. That, but that that's yeah. the beauty of getting out of Turgator. Yeah. They jumped out of Turgatory. Exactly. They're relevant. That, 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 you're relevant. relevant. Yeah. It's a conversation again. Yes. And I think they should string this thing out, right? Don't hire any, like let Danny Manning coach this whole season Absolutely, and dude. do all the interviews and see who's hot in the tournament Absolutely. and figure out who the coach is. Absolutely, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, put it on the, put it on, put, put out a, put out a thing right now. It's like whatever mid-major coach goes the farthest in the state tournament. That's our coach. That's our coach. Yeah. Good luck. Go do it. We'll uh-huh. hire you. And Rick Pitino and Iona go to the <laughs> yes. final four and Rick Pitino goes to Maryland. Finally, justice. It all adds up, dude. <laughs> it all adds up. But no, man. Uh, I Maryland fans don't uh, don't let anyone tell you. I mean, not that you need me to say this, but don't let no, anyone right. tell you that That's you're a toxic good or that like. Yeah, I don't know. It drives me nuts with every fan base of or, or every every time we go through this of just like like UCLA fans. I had I had a blast like watching the UCLA search and then they landed on Mick Cronin. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You can we, someone will pull the clip and dunk on me and shove it in my face. But I don't think I was like like saying you're stupid for wanting better than Steve offered or like you're, no. you're, you're a washed up program or whatever else. We like celebrated deserve- when Steve offered got fired, not because of Steve offered. And again, this is not about Mark Turgeon. It's about just the program and the re like need to get re-energized at some level. And there's such a historic, powerful, you know, program in the yeah. zeitgeist of college basketball. And it's better when they're good. And they were stagnant. And, like, we don't like static characters. So, like, Steve Alford was the most static character coach at UCLA. You could see the ceiling literally hanging over him. There was no aura around him. It was just the ceiling. Yes, and yes. the same thing with Mark Turgeon. Yes. You know that there was no where to go. It, we knew where we were going to be. And now you have a conversation again. And Mick Cronin has done an amazing job. And he was not He was the 12th guy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And he's Maybe done an amazing job. So that, that's list. encouraging, too, if you're Maryland, right? You yes. see that and you say, even if we don't get our number one choice, Rick Pitino, we might get a guy that can still take us there. Right. Chris Mack. Chris Mack to Maryland? <laughs> dude, throw out the names. Who cares? It's I fun. love it. That's what I'm saying. It's a fun time, dude. Yeah. I love coaching searches. What's yeah. up? Roy Williams. Oh, oh that's a great that. point. I love that. Yeah. Does not have a job Bring right back. now. Nope. Unemployed. Wow. <laughs> Employed. What retired about, about retired to, happily. Thad to Maryland. No. Oh. He's forced out. That to Maryland. But I don't like that. I don't like it. Coach K to Maryland. I it might like. happen, but I don't like Imagine it. if Coach K got to dunk on Maryland fans It'd and be, be like, I'm your coach. 
They it, would boo him. I, if, if I know anything about think? Maryland fans, like yeah. they would hire Coach K and he come out just the first game. <laughs> coach K would come out and be like, "It's great to be your your coach." I I, I plan, and everyone's just like, "Boo!" Laughing. <laughs> no, there's not a single person that's like, "This is cool, man." Like maybe we'll win a national title before he hangs it up. No, screw that guy. I mean, every every great coach like that, Lefty Giselle, Bobby Knight, they've always had like Jim Calhoun. They always go to like a second school, you know. They never can get. They never can get that itch again. What about JJ Redick? For what? <laughs> they love Coach him Maryland. They love him in college. Oh my, park, yeah, they? Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> oh my god! Do you imagine His sister on the sidelines? Dude, they had some horrible signs. I mean, they, they, like he, I don't think you can show game I don't even footage. Think he has a sister. <laughs> they had signs about his they, sister. They had some of them. Like I was like, a those are my kid. friends. I was like, yeah. those are my friends. What? What? Yeah, my friends who went to Maryland had made a lot of those JJ signs. <laughs> Should we get one on the pod? Uh, I mean, yeah, that sounds like a series. <laughs> Maryland fans are worse than Carolina. How many of fans? them are in prison now? Is what I want to know. None. They're out. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right, that's it. I guess there's nothing else to be said. Mark Turgeon quit yeah. on his team, and Maryland yeah, fans we should have a right reiterate to be upset. that. That's yeah. it. You have a don't, right to don't, be upset. Let, don't let like, and, and it's gonna happen again. When the next the next school that uh, moves on from a coach, whatever, uh, the national media types are gonna f- that 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 have not been watching every single possession like these fans have. Yeah, that are losing their minds. They're gonna step in and they're gonna be like, "You guys are expecting too much. You guys should be nicer to your coach." And then they're gonna step away and yeah. like scold the. F- no, let's get that We're out over of here, that. We're over that. Get, the, no. If you're Maryland, you just hope that another premier program, like you know, like last year it was like Carolina yeah. is having to fill their job. You know, India. Like you, you hope that there's not a bigger school or a bigger program that fires their coach and then yeah. gets into the running and you're competing with them. That's that's, that's a good point. That's your biggest fear right now because you're top dog. You know, that's like you're the best job available. But you don't want to get knocked down to like the third best job available because now Kim English not even answering the phone because he's like, I'm waiting for the Louisville job. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll, it'll be fun. We'll, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, all right. Purdue is ranked number one. Yes. Uh, so we have to talk to my dad about it. Um, let's do that right now. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. So go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Want to talk about our friends at Edmunds? Buying a car is a major financial commitment, and it's often an overwhelming process. Edmunds has been taking the stress out of the entire car shopping process for over 50 years, and they've been keeping track of everything happening in the market to help you shop with confidence. And boy, is that helpful, Tate, because the market is a mess, as we know, supply chain issues. Uh, what's, what's the thing? The chips? The chips? Mm. Talk about the chips. <laughs> Everyone's talking about the chips in the supply chain. No one knows what they mean. You don't have to know what they mean. Edmunds knows what they mean. They can, uh, they can make sense of all that for you. Over 50 years of car shopping advice and price guidance all in one place. Edmunds gives you resources for every part of the process of buying or selling your car. Use their online tools to build your budget or calculate your financing options. Ensure any listing is a fair deal with built-in deal ratings. Get a free online appraisal in under one minute with options for a real cash offer from a participating dealership. No personal information is required. Spend less time stressing at dealerships and get most out of the shop done without leaving your home once you know how much your trade-in is worth you can set your budget and start searching for new and used vehicles car shopping can be stressful Edmonds is here to help visit edmunds.com to get your free online appraisal today and start searching for vehicles in your area that's e-d-m-u-n-d-s.com for cars there's Edmonds. 
And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, the Purdue Boilermakers are the country's new number one team. Unanimously, Tate. The unanimous number one team in the country. Uh, and RIP the Coach K farewell tour. Anytime anything good happens to Purdue basketball, my mind immediately goes <laughs> to one person. It is my father. Who, uh, <laughs> Not your mother, the star. <laughs> My mother's literally in the Purdue Basketball Hall of Fame. Yes. <laughs> she she has her face hanging up in mm-hmm. Mackey Arena. And yet mm-hmm. my mind goes to my father, who went <laughs> not to Purdue, Tate. He went no. to Indiana University, class of 1980. Uh, the last time Purdue was in the Final Four, by the way, in 1980. Yes. So I don't know if that's there's some sort of synergy there with that. But my father is the biggest Purdue hater on the face of the earth. We have to get the haters' perspective. Dad, mm. let's start here. How mad are you? You're, you're <laughs> definitely not mad, are you? Well, first of all, I want to know if this is a Purdue men's basketball podcast or Titus and Tate I'm talking to. If you guys could talk about Purdue a little more on your podcast, that'd be awesome. Jesus <laughs> Christmas, guys. I mean, you know what? Big deal that they're ranked first. Purdue yeah. is still in West Lafayette. They still mm. have ugly colors. They still have a goofy, creepy-looking mascot and a goofball nickname. So who cares? They barely beat a number, an unranked Iowa team at home, mm-hmm. and they rank they rank them first. That's just unbelievable to me. So not mad at all. It seems, it seems like he's not, mad <laughs> not upset, unbothered. You know, Iowa's, way play, I best, Iowa's best player didn't even play, and they barely beat him. Mm. And you know who ranks these people? It's a bunch of opinion. There's been three ranked teams in five weeks. Now, how smart are these people? That's a good point. That's yes. a good point, Tate. If the AP Thank voters, you. yeah, great point, Dad. If the AP voters are so smart, then how come they have been so wrong? Yeah, they've been so wrong throughout yes. the yeah. season. Week five already. They've been wrong twice. <laughs> Dad, where where do you think in Mackey Arena Purdue's going to hang the banner uh, that they were ranked number one finally for the first time ever? <laughs> well, they'll, they'll hang it somewhere, probably next to that 1932. Same thing, based on someone's opinion. It wasn't based on fact. When they get some of these hanging. There we go. Oh, there he's got the five. Talk to me then, people. Talk to me then. That's factual stuff, not some people's opinion. You know who else had opinions? I have zero respect for pollsters, zero respect for the NCAA selection committee. I'm going to tell you guys something. I don't know if I've ever told you, but Belmont Bruins were ranked, were 26 and four last year and didn't make the tournament. It's some of the same people making these rankings and decisions. So it's unbelievable to me. It's all opinions. Yeah, it is. Well, here's some factual stuff. Jim, don't screw this up and bail them out. You know how many, you know how many road games Purdue has won this year out of their eight wins? Uh, probably zero, I guess. Zero. Wow. Zero you know, how, games. You know, how about this? Out of the top 25 this week, 13 teams have not won a true road game. Wow. wow. So, so Dad, Jim, Dad, don't, Jim, don't bail them out. <laughs> Who has won the most road games, true road games so far this season? Ooh, not uh, do. You guys are the experts. Uh, is it USC? No, are you, are you talking like of the ranked teams? That's right. Yes. I'm right? USC. Chris, shout out to our director. USC ought to be ranked number one. I love it. I like that. Pac-12 update. Dad, our director's a USC alum. He's he's, he's got the USC pullover. Yeah, he's wearing a USC sweatshirt right now. He's nodding along. He loves it. 
<laughs> don't don't rank a team first when they not won on the road. That's just ridiculous to me. It, 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 but let them have it ranked. <laughs> Hang that silly banner up with all that other mess in that arena they <laughs> play in. Great yeah, bathrooms. Do you, do you think it's going by the 32 banner? Do you think they spread it out to, I think they spread it to make out it look like there's side. more? Do you think they put it by the uh, Neil Armstrong went here banner that they have hanging yeah. up there? <laughs> well, let's put it right by all those 24 Big Ten championships, 12 of which were won in 1940 or before. So, yeah, and they talk about how <laughs> I use dusty banners. So they can have, you know what? Who cares? It's early December. And to me, this is like posting a, a first quarter NBA score. Nobody cares. It's going to change yeah. before it's over. I love that, Coach Titus. And I will say, I think you pointed this out. I mean, Iowa coming there, you could see that Purdue was thinking about this number one ranking Absolutely. already. And the yeah. fact sure. that it already was affecting them, I think, gave me, I, I was hovering over the panic button when I Dude, saw they the were way choking they away. Were, I yes. was started pressing and they're throwing it all over the gym. And <laughs> yeah. you could feel every single person in Mac Arena was like, we're, we're going to blow it because that's what we do. This, yes. is, this is Purdue. We've seen this movie before. But it got me worried for the tournament and moving forward. Yeah. So it, I think it's a win for Coach Titus. Yeah. Well, this is the third thing that makes Purdue fans happy. You know what the first two are? When Purdue wins or IU loses. Yes. I've never seen a fan base get so excited when someone else loses. It's like they won or something. You know, yeah. I don't give a rip if Purdue wins, loses, or draws. It makes no difference to me. You're but being mad. ranked first when they haven't played anybody on the road is just crazy. <laughs> Coach Titus, do you think this is setting up because, you know, Matt Painter's been able to come into Assembly Hall and, and he's been able to yeah. perform with his Purdue teams over their most you know recent years, Coach Titus. Do you think this is the year that Woody can make that statement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dad, what do you think about... He's holding up the banners. Don't tell me when Matt Painter hates one of those about how great he is. Dad, Go ahead. What do you think about my theory, though? You keep, you keep pointing to the banners. What do you think about my theory <laughs> that I've thrown out that Indiana, uh, in Assembly Hall, the five banners look too cool and you need to mm. actually like get them off center or like make them look less cool. Cause they look iconic to have the five banners there in assembly hall that I think adding a sixth one at this point would mess up the, the vibe of the place. Mm. Um, what do you think about that? We, do we need to change the banners in assembly hall? No, we'll keep the same banners. We'll make room for them. All There's right. going to be more than five eventually. What, how, how is uh how is mom handling Purdue being number one? What's yeah, the, what's the, what's the tightest household like yeah. back in Indiana? House divided. Um, if I hear, hear her walk around the house one more time, singing the Purdue fight song, I'm leaving. <laughs> She's been rubbing it in a little bit. <laughs> Laura Legend. Yeah, all right, right. Let's uh, let's let's contextualize this for all the younger listeners that might not understand. Uh, Peru basketball, first time in the history of this program, they've ever been ranked number one. But where does this fall? Yeah. Where does this fall in the top moments in Purdue, in Purdue basketball history? So I'm going to have you dead. I'm going to read. This is my top five moments in Purdue basketball history, and you tell me where you think being number one falls. At number five, I have Robbie Hummel's last game when he almost beat Kansas in the second round. I think that's certainly where we start at number five. Uh, no, number four is when they almost beat Virginia in the 2019 Elite Eight. Yes. Everyone remembers that game. Purdue maybe should have won it, but valiant effort. Hang the banner. Uh, almost took, took the national champions to overtime. Tate. Almost. Yeah, almost did it. Number three, uh, I would say beating Iowa in the 1983rd place game. That was huge for the program when they uh, when they did that uh, and and they got to the final four in Indy, but then they beat Iowa after they lost to UCLA. Um, when Bob Knight threw the chair, I have that at number two, <laughs> and then at number one, I have the 1932 national championship that was awarded in 1943 
by the Helms mm. Foundation, which wasn't even a foundation. It was just if you look this up, this is true. It Shout was, out to Helms for 1924. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even like a sports foundation. It was literally just a guy running a bakery called the Helms Bakery. He started a fake foundation and then gave out national titles. Uh, so Love where that. where would you say number one? Like where on that hierarchy are you saying being ranked number one falls for like the greatest moments in Purdue basketball history, Dad? Well, I don't like the top three, Mark, because it you, they're, they're factual things. I like the two almost things because they lead the country in almost victories and almost success. You know, they've almost made some Final Fours recently. They almost beat IU in 1979 in the uh, NIT championship game, but they didn't get that done either. Almost. And, uh, they beat them in the Almost. Game. So they, they lead the country, I think, in almost meaningful victories. So – you know, the, the the 32 banner, but I would probably take out one, you know, four or five and, yeah. and put slide that in there. But it's no big deal to us. You know, being ranked one just kind of comes pretty natural in Bloomington. That's a good point. This they, is this is the year for Indiana to spoil, to be the spoilers of Purdue yeah. success. Yeah, I do feel that. Yeah, awesome. how, how do you how do you feel about Woody so far? You, you, you love the hire. You're the one who talked me into it. When he got hired, I was like, I honestly don't know how to feel. And then I called you and you said, Woody's going to kill it. Yeah. What do you think so far? What? I think he's got them playing hard on both ends of the floor. I think they need to be stronger with the ball and obviously cut back on the turnovers and make free throws. But I think Woody's been doing some good things. And I know the, the uh, not just Bloomington, but the state of Indiana is pretty fired up because he's down there. Yeah. It's all the talk in the state of Indiana right now is, is Woody and, and the Hoosiers. Not so much the. Well, until this <laughs> crap came out today. <laughs> this crap. Trace Jackson I mean, Davis, cares? though. I mean, that's first team. He's first mm-hmm. team All-American mm-hmm. right now. Had some of the biggest games of the early season, five weeks in. Yeah, he so has. He's played that. well at times. I'd like to see him catch the ball and be a little stronger with it. But other yeah. than that, he's doing, he's, he's doing all right. One of the things I love about Make Trace some Jackson. Free throws. One yeah. of the things I love about Woody and Trace Jackson Davis is Woody spent all offseason, not all offseason, but whatever. He gets the job. And the first thing he does is he convinces is uh he convinces TJD to come back. Mm. And the big hook I remember in the offseason was like, we need you to come back because you got to work on your jump shot so you can be Right. You know, but you can it can help out your draft stock. And then Trey said, I will come back. I will not work on my jump shot. In fact, I'm gonna dunk everything now. Yes. And now he just leaves the country <laughs> and dies. It's like, yeah. it's like what if what if instead of jump shots, I just dunk everything? And he's like, all right, didn't Woody like take him into yeah. a tape session was like, this is all the things that you do wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was great. He shoots he shoots fewer jump shots now than he did at any point before the season. Efficiency. <laughs> just dunk it on everybody. It's amazing. The analytics here. Um, what about oh, we got we got we'd be remiss if we didn't miss, uh, mention Coach K. You mm. know, we got we got that on the show. Uh, Coach K, people forget that started at Indiana. Protege. The first coaching job he ever had was I. You weren't there when he was there, right? You weren't in school when Coach. No, K he was, was there before I was, but I went to okay. camp down there the summer he was there. Oh, really? Any memories from Coach K, young Coach K? Uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think it was John Laskowski was doing at camp doing a free throw demonstration, and I was laid back because it was early in the morning, and I was going into my senior year and wasn't terribly interested in shooting free throws, kind of <laughs> like I used to in the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> so, so night sees me laying back. I don't, I don't talk like this. I don't talk like y'all do on your show. But anyway, <laughs> Knight sees me and goes, hey, you. And I look, I'm like, oh, boy, there's three of us there. A friend of mine and then another friend of mine who ended up going to, well, Mark's namesake, played in Michigan. Yeah. Um, so Knight sees me laying back, and he said, I don't take that shit from Scott May, and I don't take that shit from Quinn Buckner. I'm sure as a hell not going to take it from you. Get your ass out of here. And then he looked at my best friend who he knew because he was recruiting him. He goes, and you, 
you and he skipped over to the other guy. I said, you go too. And, and Mark Lozier, a dear friend who uh, hit a shot in 19, uh, whatever it was, 79 to beat Magic at Michigan State, right when regional sports te- television was coming out. But anyway, so we went back to our dorm room. Coach K somehow found out who we were and where our room was and came up and got us knocked on the door and said, I'd like for you guys to go uh, talk to coach Knight and apologize so you can enjoy the rest of the camp week. So he did. And, and we went in and Knight started yelling and screaming at me because I was going into my senior year. My other buddy was going into a sophomore year and uh, he hit me on the back and I stumbled and then I turned around and swung. No, I didn't. Swing <laughs> so hang on a second. But you, I- you, are you the first person Coach K ever disciplined? Yeah, the, is this you, the first example of Coach yeah. K ever going into you someone's locker room? You gave him the power. Yeah. You were the start of it. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, he uh, he took the D off the chest. That was the, he was, I, was, I was the first good guy act from Coach K, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. My my dad was the first. Like He he, he scolded Dylan Brooks. We remember that in the, yes. the tournament. You better. He said you're better, you're than, better than that. Than that. My yeah. dad is the first instance of Coach K mm. going to hunting down a kid who misbehaved and saying, be You can better. be better. You can be better. Yeah. Look inside yourself and be better. <laughs> be, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into him in the hallway. Was it 91 when they won it in Indianapolis? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. When Duke won it, it was 91, I think, right? 91. They won 91, 92. Yeah. Yeah. So coach guy saw him and I asked him about the answer. He, he said, he, I mean, I didn't tell him about it, but he said he remembered coming up and doing that. So yeah. great guy. I, I really respected him because he did that to a young kid. Um, so I've enjoyed following him. Uh, so it was a good experience. <laughs> He just keeps turning on it. How did he get to you, Coach Titus? Who reached out to you? I don't know how he found us. Nolan Smith. He sent sent a sent a package to the Titus house. We're saying you're at a loss for words over there. You're just uh, it looks like you have a gun held to your head as you're talking about Coach K. You're just like he was a great guy. uh, Well, he has been. He's done all right. Oh man, Bob Knight, but he did all right. Speaking, speaking of Camp State, I think I think I've told this story on the show before. Mm. The the proudest my father has ever been of me, and this isn't even a joke. This is honest to God truth. The proudest my father oh my. ever in the history of my life has been of me was when I went up to Purdue basketball camp. Mm. Uh, I only went up because my mom made me go up. My mom yes. is, as we've been talking legend. about on the show, Laura Legend. Uh, she's like, you got to come up to Purdue camp. Um, it's a it's a camp full of Purdue kids. So imagine how good they, they all suck. They're terrible. Um, and I. <laughs> And I, I won everything. Like I, I the free mm-hmm. throw contest, the dribble tag, what have you, mm-hmm. knockout. I'm I'm just racking up these awards. And at the end of the camp, they start announcing all the winners. And I'm like six years old or seven years old or something. And they're announcing like all the winners to come get your trophies. And every time I would go up to get a trophy, I would not shake Gene Candy's hand as he gave me the trophy. <laughs> I would put my head down and take the trophy and turn around and walk away. And my dad, like, he's never been proud. I swear to God, he has never been prouder of me than, than <laughs> I would not shake Gene Candy's hand. Actually, you didn't go up there. You sat there and you made Coach Katie come to you. Oh, really? And he handed you the tro- he handed you the trophy, and he reads the next winner, and he goes, "Mark Titus." Oh no! <laughs> so he walks back, and you, he goes, "You going to shake my hand this time?" And you go, <laughs> "He goes, he goes, boy, you got some Bobby Knight in you." <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. So that was a good time. That was fun. There we go. Um. Anything else you want to say? Any any other 
Can we just uh, shout out that Coach Knight is back here on the program too? That I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, true. Yeah. Hell hath frozen over. I mean, yeah. we thought that was never going to be possible, but that's what Woody has brought uh, yeah. back into the fold. Purdue fans love Knight. this, by the way. That we 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 had Dad on to talk about Purdue. We just talk about IU the whole time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they get it. Yeah, no, it's still you know <laughs> right. what number one is. You know, are you going, Dad? Are we going to the game? Uh, Purdue when Purdue comes to Assembly Hall, we should do that. I think Fox has That'd it. That'd be awesome. Let's I do sold, it. I, 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 this is true, Ted. I told Fox the, uh, uh, they do like a bidding deal where they, they, yeah, they, they bid for they games bid with ESPN and yeah. all that stuff. And they looked at the Big Ten schedule and, um, they're, they, they, one of the people here at Fox asked me, like, what games are mm. under the radar? Like, we know Michigan, Michigan State, everyone wants to watch that. Like, Ohio State, or do they? Ohio State, Michigan will be good, obviously. But they're like, what's an under the radar game? I was like, if you guys don't get Purdue at Indiana this year, when mm. IU fans have talked themselves in the Mike Woods and Purdue might be number one. It's happening now. Fox got it, so they listened to me. So we have the we have the rights. January twentieth, I think Purdue's playing at IU. So we'll see if Purdue can win. What it, what would be their twelfth in a row? I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> USC USC will be, be ranked first by then. We uh, do like USC. That's a good call. Like yeah. Anything else, Dad? Anything else you want to? Uh... No, just excited about IU and their chances, <laughs> and excited that they. Uh, that they uh, Woody's got it going down there and couldn't Woo. be uh, happier to become a a, a a true fan again in uh, in Bloomington. So I know Belmont almost had Coach Titus. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Where where do your loyalties lie? We had a lot of questions about that when Belmont Indiana played in the secret scrimmage. Uh, who who were you cheering for and all that? Like mm. people wanted to know, and I was like, I, honestly, I don't know. My dad was lost <laughs> there for a second. He was lost in the wilderness. <laughs> well, I tried to get down to the game, but. Uh, Coach Mata wouldn't hook me up, so yeah. I wasn't able to sneak in either. But uh, <laughs> nothing else. I just have uh, – if I could do my closeouts or shout-outs and closeouts. Yeah, please. Right, here's my shout-out. Oh, Belmont. Belmont. Nice. Go Bruins. <laughs> and here's my here's my closeout. You all talk way too much about <laughs> – <laughs> that's it he just hung up yeah that was a good gimmick i like that i don't know how he blacked out the camera but i, I like that for that reason i'm out for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> oh man oh, what that's a, it all right yeah, that was great uh, that's done all right we'll take a break i guess and uh come back and <laughs> i don't know how to sign off after that all right, college basketball fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for college basketball? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We love this, and we know you will too. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from point score to rebounds, even steals. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries. Uh, you can, you know, basically do NBA guys. You can do college basketball guys. You can do MLB props. You can put it all together. And Prize Picks doesn't just offer college basketball. They have options on the NBA, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. All of your users that deposit and use promo code TNT, that's T-A-N-D-T, will receive a 100% instant deposit matched up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers, nothing else. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And don't forget to use the promo code TNT to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code TNT for 100% instant deposit match. Check out prizepicks.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. The tougher the opponent, the more you need a game plan. 
BioNTech and Pfizer remind you to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want you to know about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so you can get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Back to Tyson Tate. I meant to bring this up to my dad, by the way, Tate. Did, uh, the, I, I thought about this driving in. The last time Purdue played for a national championship was 1969, <laughs> which was the year that I believe in my history books, if my history recollection is correct, was mm. that not the year that, we, that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon? Yes. Uh, so Purdue in... It was also the summer of 69. Purdue in March of 69 plays for a national title, loses. And then in July, Neil Armstrong walks on the moon, and they have not been back to the national title game since. So is there a curse? Is I guess the question. I don't know. I should have thrown that by Did they say <laughs> they sold their soul yes. to go to space? Yes. And after wow. they stopped caring about basketball and started caring about Neil Armstrong, went yes. to our school. No, they, they, that's what they cared about. Yeah. <laughs> they went from all-stars to real stars. They haven't come back to Earth since. Makes you think. Maybe they're coming back to Earth. This is the time. <laughs> Congratulations. Every to Purdue. Purdue fan is going like tomorrow, like they're enjoying it today. Tomorrow they're going to be like, we're going to screw this up somehow. <laughs> they were nervous. I mean, uh, Fran McCaffrey, you were right. I mean, they started pressing, Iowa did, and you could see not only in Fran McCaffrey's eyes, but like in his kids' eyes on the court, like that it was like yeah. they knew that Purdue yeah. was thinking about the fact that they had to win this game to ensure that they would be the first time they were number one. And it was just a free for all. You know what I mean? Fran, it, you can read it. Yeah. Fran's in the huddle just saying to his guys over and over, it's Purdue. Yeah. They're going to yeah. Purdue this. Yes. Yes. They're going to. No, he's like, they're just pooping their pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're pooping their pants. Uh, speaking of a team that's pooping its pants, yeah. uh, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the team that was Whew. number one in the country to start the season. Pac-12 update. Uh, lost Alabama in Seattle in a game that, that that they made close in the end, but but Bama was putting it on them for a second there. Like, what good. were they up eighteen in the in the first half? Um, yeah. What is the story of this game? Is it Bama being good? Bama lost Iona, by the way. Rick I Patino. know that's. Uh, uh, I think that's what I like because it makes Rick Pitino look even better. Um, is the story Bama is good, or is the story like do we need to start worrying about Gonzaga because uh, you know Gonzaga didn't lose a single game all of last season Tate, until the national championship? Now they've already lost twice. I, when I look at this Gonzaga team and we've talked about this, they're obviously not as good of a team as they were last year, yeah. you know, compared to last year's team. That, that's a conversation we'll keep having, but I do like the idea of Gonzaga being able to play in March without the, the, you know, all the eyeballs, you know, on them and people saying they're, they aren't who we think they are. They're mm. going to choke again. If they're a two seed or they're the fourth one seed, and maybe not, they're not going to be a one seed now after some of these losses. We'll see. I think they still have a chance to be a one seed. They'll still like if they if they, they if they dominate. They, they win out. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll still be a one. They'll seed. They'll be fine. Yeah. But let's say that they lose to BYU, maybe lose yeah. to one other game, and now they're not a one seed. If they're a two seed, they're probably even scarier, and and maybe even it, it might be a relief for them playing in the tournament without that target on their back. Mm-hmm. I will say that because. Timmy, these guys have already done it. They know that they're waiting for March. They know they're playing for March. And they might just be a little bit, you know, 
they're looking ahead. I was like, when I watched the Milwaukee Bucks play, you know, it's like they're thinking about the playoffs. They don't give a is shit about. No, I mean, I think it's a little bit of that. I think their their visions up here, and you know, Alabama's a tough team. They come in, you think you're going to be able to beat them like you always have clinically, and they have some athletes, and they kind of run you off the court. So it maybe humbles them a little bit, but also I like Gonzaga more as an off the radar team than when they're a top dog. That's all that's left for Gonzaga to do is win the national title. Yes, I mean, that's they been have true to. for however many years. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but the, that, but they might be better suited coming. Yeah. a little bit. You know, you know, on the outside lane as opposed to having the inside track. Yeah. So you're not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not giving up on Drew Timmy but, being able to to figure out a way to win a title. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm not done with that. I'm trying to process it because last year, like, th- th- this is the fun part of college basketball is, like, last year's Gonzaga team would probably beat this year's Gonzaga team by 20 at least. Yes. Maybe not, but I don't know. Like, like I the, think the, so. the, the difference between last year and this year, I, I guess that's where we... Nimhard versus Nimhard. If we're talking about <laughs> the uh, the problems with Gonzaga uh, this year versus last year, is that they they defensively are not good. Like, last year, they weren't an awesome defensive team, but their offense was maybe, you know, the best offense we've ever seen in college basketball. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I, I I haven't sat down and crunched the numbers I and thought about it. I haven't crunched the numbers it. either. But they maybe played, we'll do that later. We'll go crunch the numbers. <laughs> they're t- they played very fast tempo, and mm-hmm. their efficiency numbers through the roof. They had NBA guys that, like, felt like every position. They were stacked. They were, they were they, yeah. the, the, the stuff they were doing offensively was insane. And... They could afford to like not be perfect defensively from time to time because they just out like they win it every game. Like we're gonna no matter what you do, we're gonna outscore you. That called up to them obviously in the national championship because Baylor was making everything and Baylor's every bit you know Baylor's was built the same way. We're like we can score and we play defense, so yeah. suck on no this. easy buckets. Yes, yeah. Uh, but 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 that was Gonzaga's mo last year, and I feel like they they've carried that attitude into this season. But the problem is. Uh, their offense is not as good. They're, they're, first of all, their their defense isn't even as good as it was last year. But like, it, you could get away with it if you had last year's offense. You don't. The guards aren't as good. Uh, Suggs and Kispert and Ayai are not there anymore. It's now yeah. Nimhard and Strother and and uh, uh, Bolton. Like those are the that's the difference. Chet is interesting. Figuring out his way. Yeah, yeah. I think like I, he's not bad but, by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't think he's, he's your not, number two, right? Yeah. Like Suggs was obviously your number two. Yes. And then since at this time last year to now, the 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 blueprint to like handling Drew Timmy is kind of not handling. I mean, you're not going to like shut the guy down, but Baylor and Duke, like the two most notable or, or most visible losses that Gonzaga has suffered were, were Baylor and Duke. And they just punked the shit out of Timmy. I mean, there's just hmm. physical dudes inside. So, like, that's my fear moving forward is, like, last year it was kind of a mystery of, like, how the hell is anyone going to touch this team? Yeah. And now I feel like they look they look very vulnerable. And if you're if you're playing Gonzaga, I hear what you're saying. It's better to not have the pressure. Yeah. But it's almost like if now if I'm going up against Gonzaga and this, if I'm an eight seed and I'm playing him in the second round, I'm like, we can beat these dudes. I'm just going to punk him. Like, all we have to do is punk Timmy. <laughs> you know, like I just like someone writing on that board. Yeah. Like, number punk one, Timmy. punk Timmy. Punk Timmy. Make the guards beat. Like, I don't know. There, there's like an actual, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's yeah, an actual yeah. no, strategy. No, no, Last we, year, there was no. We have the tape yes. to, to back up what Last we're Last year, there was for. no strategy yeah. except for like three teams. Because yeah. all the other teams are like, you're not going to beat them. You're just not as good. So like, mm-hmm. don't you know? Don't even sorry. think about it. Don't yeah. even think about it. Yeah. Uh, but this year, it's like there's an actual strategy that worries me a little bit because uh, that again with Gonzaga every year moving forward until they win a national title, it basically is national title or bust. Like yeah. we don't care. There's nothing interesting about anything they could possibly do. I'm not writing until them they off. win a national. Title. I'm not writing them off. Yeah. I think they're still a title team. I think they're still interesting, and I think that what you said about Chet still figuring it out, I think is true. And by the time we get to March. 
he's more fully formed. And those two guys in a front court, there's only the only front court that I see posing problems to Gonzaga legitimately in the tournament is Purdue. And who knows if they ever play each other in the tournament. But that's well, Duke the, if they play again, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like Mark Williams. But I think they can handle I think t- I think Chet and Timmy at that point, I would I would take them against Duke. And you the, would take Gonzaga to be Duke if they Yeah, in the yeah. rematch. In right. the tournament. That's, that's not that's not unreasonable. No, just, I mean no no, you know, no slights there. But yeah. I think Gonzaga's going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah, and and not and to I, say that Duke won't get better either, but I, I'm just saying I, I, I like where Gonzaga's headed. Uh Gonzaga also, like it, the if if you're trying to win a national title, by the way, you don't have to be the best team going into the tournament. So no. like there's if if that's the standard like you said, like it's it's okay because like basically it's like you have to just get to a level where you're in the mix and like not every team that makes where you have a path, win, but yeah, you have to be like playing at a level that's like we if if things go right and then you just basically just hold on for dear life and hope that it all goes right. It all goes right. I mean, and every single title team, there's one game yes. that they're like easily could have lost that game. And in that regard, Gonzaga is for going Virginia. To, it was like three in a row where you're like this could have gone yes. either way, but they figured it out. In that regard, Gonzaga is good enough. They're going to be good enough when the tournament yes. comes to win the national title. And I guess it's like kind of all you care about, but yes. you just want to make sure that I know. like the drama of them losing. Yeah. Like I, I think I could see us looking back at March and be like, oh yeah, that's right, Alabama beat Gonzaga in Seattle. Yeah. You know. Bama's interesting. Bama's Bama. Nate Oates is going to be interesting. I, I don't know because he he there. Bama is the number one make shots team. Yeah, like when they make shots, they look awesome. Unbelievable. When, and, the, when and they, they played Iona, they yeah. they couldn't hit anything. Yeah, and they lose. Like it's the the variance with Alabama is is wild, and it's going to continue to be wild. They could they could literally be anybody in the country because they play up tempo and they shoot a ton of threes and they have awesome guards. But sometimes they don't make those threes. And, and the SEC is like a gauntlet. Out. They have seven ranked yes. teams, seven AP top 25 teams in the SEC. I mean, do you think we, I mean, when we started the show, it was 2015, 2016. I would have never crazy. thought that we would be saying that the SEC has seven teams and the, and, and the ACC has one. And it's Duke and Coach K's farewell season, which is basically a given. Duke could lose 10 games in a row and they're still going to be ranked 25 because yeah. it's Coach K's last season. You know what I mean? So, like, the ACC basically has no teams right yes. now in the top 25. Yes. Maryland, come to the ACC. Why, so, so Maryland, come join this conference that's dying. Maryland, come to the Maryland, ACC. Maryland, this ship is almost completely underwater. Come jump on. and The door, <laughs> there's room the on this door. Big fish, small pond. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Duke will be done at that point. Oh, man. Uh, should we should we wrap it up by talking about Memphis a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I wanted to, to throw this out. <sighs> Uh, to you and, and even Jim, you can get in on this because this is less to do with what's actually happening on the court, as is always the case with Memphis. Yeah, it's always the case with Memphis. That's what that's why we we had Verno on. And I was asking, I was like, do, do YouTube.com? I straight up asked Verno, do people in Memphis even care about the encore product? And he laughed at me. And now look at us where we're at. I think I'm right. I think I was vindicated with this thing. Yes. That it doesn't even matter if Memphis wins or loses. It matters that we're talking about them. It was and the energy. There is stuff to talk about. Uh, so Memphis loses at Ole Miss. Uh, they, they have now lost three straight. Ole Miss is not going to make the NCAA tournament, probably. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they're not. A, no one has them on their radar. <laughs> they're not like penciled great, in. They're no. not penciled in. Lenardi does not have them. They're not, they're not in the next four out. We'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, Georgia is the worst team in the SEC, probably. I don't know. Missouri's pretty bad, too. Anyway, th- these are bottom dweller SEC teams yes. that they're losing to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa State blew them out. Um, so this is three straight losses that Memphis has suffered. A Memphis team, as a reminder, that won the NIT last year, brought back three starters from that NIT team, 
And then the two guys they added were two five stars that were number one players in the country. Made up both, yeah, both number one, both number one players in the country. Yes. It was the number one recruiting class in the country with with both number one players. Yeah. So there's a little bit of expectation. It is not going well for Penny Hardaway, and uh, we could talk about all the problems they're having, which is basically just they're turning the ball over at an insane rate. They, I, I think they might actually lead the country, and if they don't, they're very close. Like literally the entire country. Like the including yes. all the in any level the three hundred and fifty yes, yes. <laughs> including sixth grade including yes. fourth grade peewee uh they they lead the country in turnovers I think or they're very close to it they're averaging like nineteen turnovers a game it's insane yeah. but far more interesting to me Tate is uh what's going on with Penny Hardaway off the court which is this uh, <laughs> someone someone brought it to my attention that on Penny Hardaway's Instagram story yesterday he takes a picture from church. He's a, did you see this? No. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. He's in church. He's in like the front row of church. He's taking a picture <laughs> of the pulpit um, and, and there's just people <laughs> about like basically he's like, it's just like a picture that says like, I'm in church basically. And he writes on the picture, Memphis, we need you now more than ever to pray for our team. Prayer warriors all over the city. Please pray for, pray, please pray for us. Hashtag God got us with the prayer hands emoji. <laughs> this coming on the heels. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? I'm like, gonna start like, praying for Penny <laughs> This coming on the heels of after losing at Ole Miss, he's doing his post game press conferences. Here are two quotes that I pulled. We've got so much negativity in our locker room with <laughs> veterans being jealous. Nobody is willing to sacrifice minutes, touches, oh. anything. It's been miserable. There's another one. There's there aren't enough. <laughs> that that's real talk. That's, that's tough. Yeah. There aren't enough guys in that locker room who care about winning unless they are the ones that are helping us win. It's not team. That's the danger of having a lot of talent. The talent has to want to play together, and right now the talent doesn't want to play together. That's the vibe in Memphis. And then he goes to church and says, "Memphis, please pray for us. We need we need all the prayer warriors out." Can you imagine like a, the, the city of Memphis? I like I like them like going to a vigil for Memphis <laughs> basketball. <laughs> like RIP Memphis. Like they're just like lighting candles for Penny Hart. I mean, honestly, you have Duran, you have Amani Bates, you have the expectations, you have Larry Brown. You know, shout out to Coach Brown. I mean, he said he needed basketball obsession. You know, that was the the mm -hmm. big takeaway I had when I talked to him. He needed players that were basketball obsessed. Is something that and and that's Coach Brown, you know. That man is 81 years old on the recruiting trail. He's obsessed with basketball, so he doesn't understand, you know, younger a younger kid not being obsessed with basketball. It doesn't compute to him because mm -hmm. you're playing D1 basketball. So I think that might be something. And same with she. She's the same way. I mean, that's their DNA. Like they're basketball guys. You know, that's just what they want. They want to be in a gym. They feel comfortable in a gym. That's where they hang out. That's their country club, right? That That's where yes. they belong. Yes. But I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm not seeing that necessarily that mindset is trickling down all to the, the players. Way. Yeah, exactly. Are you saying that the... <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I'm saying we need youtube.com because we we they need to put the tape up. We need to watch the tape. We need to see what's going on. What what is the Imani Bates fix? What is the how do you get veterans to like 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds? How do you yeah. get them all to come together? And I think Penny answered that question. You just pray. You I pray. Mean, you yeah, pray. I don't think, I don't think Penny knows. I think he's just like we're we're going to God got hashtag #god got us. Yeah. Yeah. God After will. asking them to pray, though, it does say the worst is over. <laughs> In all caps. That's how that post ends. So he knows what he's doing. Okay. It is the darkest before the dawn. Okay. 
Is this God's plan 2.0? I mean, there's a chance. This? That, I mean, there's a chance that maybe these three losses have humbled and made the rest of the Tigers repent. And now they are <laughs> ready to ride again. Because I will say they do have great coaches on that staff. I mean, you you have... And like, Penny Hardaway is not one of them. And I think that's the problem. I think that's the issue. <laughs> uh, but Penny, Penny has reminded us that, one, he's the point guard. So he's basically been the coach on yes. the court his entire career. That's what he that's what he wants to remind the people. So in that sense, he is a coach. He just needs to be playing. So they need a point it's guard. Not, it's not can your look that up in the bylaws. Can your coach play? Can your coach play? Because I mean, we gotta go baseball with it. Maybe he wears a uniform and maybe Penny Hardaway is their point guard because they don't have a point guard. And Boogie Ellis, their point guard, who won the NIT, yeah. who committed to Duke a long time ago, a Duke yep. defector, shout out to him, is now USC's point guard. He saw the writing on the wall and was like, I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I want to be coached, <laughs> as it turns out. And now Andy Enfield, who we have never seen. We don't know what he looks like. He is coaching Boogie Ellis yes. and the USC Trojans to the number one spot in the country, according to Coach yes, Titus. The number one team in the country. <laughs> According to, According to my dad, uh, yeah, you're four for Penny. By the way, is it time? This to, is his team. Is it? This is Penny. This is Penny's team. Remember when? Um, and and I I laughed at this, so I know I'm a hypocrite because I died during my Maryland rant. I said like, it don't let outsiders tell fan bases how to feel about coaches or whatever. But it, th- this was this was an exception because I thought it was just so freaking funny. Um, when Memphis fans formed a coup against Tubby Smith, or, yeah. or Penny Hardaway formed a coup against Tubby Smith, and Memphis fans were like cheering it on because. Penny Hardaway knew James Wiseman when James Wiseman was 14 or whatever. And Memphis fans were like, yes, let's please do this. This is a great idea. We should yeah. we should fire T- Tubby Smith, hire Penny Hardaway. And then James Wiseman played three. Three games. A, a grand total of three games for. I mean, Precious, Precious Achua was great. But yeah, I mean, it was an absolute mess. And I, we're, I love Tubby Smith. Legitimately. <laughs> But I understand they wanted to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It made sense that they weren't wanted to get rid of him. No, but it probably, the way, it probably but, made but sense. The way, the way it but the way that it happened, you would assume that that's not going to lead to. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, I get like the it's, the other it's, side of that is the, usually not just that doesn't success. make like what happened with Penny doesn't make firing Tubby wrong no. or getting rid of Tubby wrong. Um, it's just that that the way it's all like I'm sure Tubby Smith is just probably uh, I don't know smoking a cigar on his back patio, just like huh. Interesting. Well, and, and Memphis is what you say? They're fine. Huh? Huh? And if I'm you sure form, if you form a mutiny, you have to expect on the other side there probably is going to be another mutiny. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when do we get to the point where Larry Brown is like, I'm the coach of this team? You words, know? words of wisdom from <laughs> Dave Frazier. Yeah. You form a mutiny. It's probably probably one on the other side. The other side. Yeah. Uh, best of luck to Memphis. God's got him now. God's the worst plan. is over. They repeat as, as NIT champions. That would be something. That would be cool. Be I cool think that story. would be really cool. That and you be. can't hang the banner. You can't say anything about it. Yeah. Because as your dad pointed out, the NIT. How many NIT? Used to be it. Tr- in all seriousness, how many NITs in a row would you have to win before you're like actually impressed? Like if a team won like seven straight NITs, I would actually be like, that's you should actually hang a banner. For I that. feel like Bel- I feel like Belmont could win six straight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like do the Jordan like. 
Somehow, no, like if, if, somehow they have a Jordan Bohannon type it, that won all six. If you win one, nobody cares. Two, you have my attention. Mm. And then, like, you've rattled off a streak. Yeah. yeah. Like the three P, the NIT three. And then now I'm, now I'm watching for the NIT more yeah, than What do they get in the tournament? They're like pissed. Like, they opt out. They play in the NIT instead. Oh, man. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. Let's wrap it up. Man, I, uh, I just want to shout out, um, first and foremost, the past in 2020 because Josh Pastner. Um, and what he was during that era, you know, North Carolina played is Georgia the Tech. When you say the past, is that a nickname you had for Pastner? Yeah, or? He, okay. it was the past. Um, and the welder, as we called him on the mm-hmm. show. I mean, what he was last year, it was like a flash in the pan. You know what I mean? It was just like this beautiful moment of just necessity meets an eccentric man. And, you know, he wears the face shield. He becomes his caricature and North Carolina plays Georgia tech this week. I'm watching the game. I was at my, I was at the Rams game with my parents, but we're watching on the phone. It's just, he just doesn't have the magic anymore. And he's got to put that visor back on. Dude, I, I made the case before the season that he he's got to bring it back. I made I, the case before the season that he should have retired. He should have, right. he should have just wrong. like, he should have just got wrong. into media. He should have rode, rode off into the sunset. And yeah. He could be Billy did. Raftery. Yes. No, I mean, he literally would be like the most fun guy yes. around. Yeah. And he has none of that aura without uh-huh. the shield. Literally zero. I, 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 I literally was like, is Josh Pastner sick? Where is he? This isn't the Josh Pastner. This, right isn't, now. this isn't the past. <laughs> Not how I remembered it. So he did that. That was the fear. We were talking about it last oh, year. It's it, like, is I, this, it is. I wanted to shout out how much I enjoyed that experience because it is confirmed that it's over. Is he, yeah. Does he need to do the Richard Hamilton and keep wearing the mask? He, he has to. Saying, yeah. He has to. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out Zion Williamson who uh, w- walk me through this. Cause you're, you, you're the one who sent me this, but then you sit down, <laughs> put this on but then you sit down and you tell me it was Photoshop, <laughs> but then you told me the Photoshop uh, wasn't even that bad. Is, does the mystery continue trying to figure out if Zion's fat? Yeah, what, that, what was this? What happened? What, uh, the, Tell me the story. Tell me everything you know. <laughs> Zion Williamson, number one pick. Okay, not that much. <laughs> I don't need to know that. Well, much. he's he's obviously hurt right now. He went to a Pelicans game and he has a Jordan brand. You know, and sweatshirts are tough. You know, you wear a sweatshirt. Sometimes you have things. Like right now, I got things in the front of my pocket. You know what I mean? So like, so sweatshirts are tough. You know what I mean? Like you, you never know. Sweatshirts are tough. You can never read the body through a sweatshirt. You know what I mean? That's that's what that's how. So Zion's got a, a let's say a bulky sweatshirt on. He's also been injured. A lot of people are saying he's the beignet bandit. He's eating a lot of beignets. <laughs> and and he's at this game. We don't see much footage of him. It's kind of like he's Bigfoot at this point. You know what I mean? It's like when we see and when we see a photo, it's like a grainy. It is like Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we take, they take a picture of Zion. He's looking big. I sent it to you. And then the report with the picture that someone tweeted was like Zion Williamson confirmed over 300 pounds, which the Mendoza line for him has been 300. You know, if Zion's over 300, we have a problem. If he's under 300, we're in the money, right? So confirmed he's over 300. He's in a big, bulky sweatshirt. It does not look good. Fast forward, you know, two hours on the timeline, right? Someone comes in, fact finder. Zion Williamson, this picture that y'all are showing around, photoshopped. This man is not this big. And I don't know who's saying he's over 300 pounds. And then, you know, then they show the the before and after what the real photo was, what the after photo was. Yeah. And you look at it and he still looks fat. 
It's the exact same picture. It's like, like, so like, I don't know. I do not know what the answer is. I, I don't even know what the controversy is at this point, but somebody knows something. And uh, Zion, a, a friend of the program reached out to us um, and said that Zion should go to Utah. Um, you know, as far as the cuisine and that would, that would keep, Oh, like, you, like go to the, I thought you meant to like lose the, like some sort of like Rocky training. No, but they, they were just saying the jazz could he be should a go good play. play. He should play jazz. with jazz. Yeah. yeah. For food purposes. Cause apparently he loves new Orleans. Food. <laughs> well, hold on. I, I hear that argument. I've seen that a lot. I've seen people say like yeah. when Zion went to new Orleans, he was doomed because the food is so good. So down good. There. But as a guy who has lived in a lot of cities throughout my life, you uh, always find with, the food with garbage food. I, I was at my fattest living in Columbus, Ohio. Mm. The food scene in Columbus is not not exactly world class. We wouldn't call it. So I I don't I don't know if you know. I think fat is a mindset, Tate. I think if you're if you're a husky boy, you just find the food no matter where it is. I got fat off of Penn Station and Chipotle for God's sakes. Yeah, which they're everywhere. <laughs> I don't think you need the beignets and the. But, the gumbo but the let's be honest, if you get addicted well, to the beignets, that's true. And you're just at Cafe Du Monde and you also can't run because your foot's hurt. That's the problem. You know, there, you you would lose a lot of this water weight or beignet weight <laughs> from, from playing practicing. Jim, what is the uh, have you ever been like really fat, Jim? Have we talked about this before on the show? Not really fat. No. Do you, do you have like a moment? <laughs> not really. Not, not really. It's physically impossible based on. My the diet co- and my exercise, I should be like 800 pounds, but I'm not, I don't know. The, the Cunningham jeans are just yeah, too strong. Too strong. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a, uh, a fat story at all? Do you, do you like, do you, cause like whenever I see Zion Williams that I've talked about on the show a bunch, like I, I just go back to when I was fat and I put it in my own perspective and try to think about, do you, do you have any, uh, I you guess can't do that. when I was a baby, that's it. That's about it. That sucks. I don't trust people that weren't fat. I mean, mm. I've always had just a little gut. Whatever. Uh, all right. Well, that's sorry stupid. to disappoint. That's stupid. Mm. I'll get fat for the show. You should get no, fat for the show. Like Mac from Always Honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put on 300 pounds. Honestly. So you could, you could give us the Zion report. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> then you do things that Zion would be doing. Yeah. Like, how, do, how would Zion feel? Wearing sweatshirts. Yeah. You have to be over 300. But the, the problem with this whole thing is that we still don't know, you know? I'm uh, I'm I'm officially worried about Zion, for real. Like, all jokes aside, I'm officially, like, I I feel like the, I'm not the chances worried. of him being out of the league in five years are no longer, like, 1%. They're, like, maybe 3% or 5 you know? Yeah. Like, they're going up. It's, like, 7%. Yeah, it's, like, now, like, if you told me that was going to happen, I wouldn't be, like, there's no way. That, come on. What's come on. higher? I'd be, like, oh. that or the, his... Body fat percentage, you think? <laughs> oh, good question. Do they like go up together? What do you think? Of, remember when he? Remember in the 23%. bubble when he, Remember in the bubble, dude, when the picture 23%. of him masked and he was working out and he photoshopped. He'll be back. And then I tweeted like he lost twenty five pounds of fat and added ten pounds of muscle, and then, then like it got aggregated and everyone <laughs> reported dude, my tweet as fact. And people were saying that you know, basically that was that the bubble. It was the weirdest experience as far as like basketball opinions, you know, because if you read back what people were saying in the bubble, they're like John Morant, trash, Zion, better. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, goat. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like Jamal Murray, goat, you know, not to say Jamal Murray won't be just obviously injured, but like some of the things that were going on. Anthony Davis, best player in the world. That's true. true. <laughs> That's still true. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Oh, my God. Honestly, I'm just thinking about Anthony Davis right now. 
Jim Jim Connor, the best player in the world. Um, shout out to Coach K. Uh, yeah, don't let Purdue being number one take away from yeah. Coach K retiring. Thank I think you. we got to uh, make, make sure, sure we don't spend too much time talking about how great Purdue is. We mm-hmm. gotta we gotta focus on uh, Coach K. I want to do if if you're out of shout outs, I'm out of shout outs. I would like to uh, shout out my 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 dog Moses, who uh, as of this well tomorrow we're recording on Monday, but it comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, it's his birthday. Oh, he's eleven years Moses. old. Moses is eleven. Nice. He he shares a birthday with Larry Bird. Uh, <laughs> Love he that. is, boy, older dogs are the best. He's the best. He was the best when I got him. He was the best when he was like two. He was the best. It just he just continues to raise the bar. He's the best. I, he just keeps climbing him. the ladder. I absolutely. He, we got the picture of him behind the. Behind Do you remember last episode. year his bracket? Yeah. Of chaos. Yeah. Like he, the man is agent of chaos. He picked uh, Abilene Christian though to, to go to the final four, and he right? wasn't wrong. He had they, VCU in the final four, by the way. Yeah. VCU. Uh, so had to had to. It actually made his whole of, bracket like it doesn't it was, count. Yeah, because it was fraudulent because of Moses COVID. led the charge of thinking the tournament was Mickey Mouse because he had VCU yeah. in the final four. And then VCU has to not play, and he's like, this is all BS. And then that's where we got the idea from. Yeah. You like, know who else has that birthday that shares with Moses? Who's that? I'm scared to ask. Johnny Bench. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Dean Ambrose. Oh, Dean Ambrose. T.O. Oh. And, most importantly, Dan Bilzerian. <laughs> <laughs> and I ruined it. American hero. Oh, my God. Moses and Dan <laughs> you Bilzerian. pay respect. Huh? <laughs> Remember my old roommate, Alex? Yeah. She told me some stories about that guy. I was like, oh my God. Oh, no. Moses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? Oh, man. Uh, that's all I have. Happy birthday, Moses. Happy we're birthday, going, the plan Moses. is we're going to the uh, the dog park all day. We're going to give him uh, all these cookies. And go- <laughs> I, I always try to, I go to the, the dog store and I find the biggest stuffed mm. animal I can find. Let he, him tear he loves, it up. He loves ripping up the stuffing and pulling yeah. it all out. So then the the place just has stuffing all over if you come over on Moses' birthday. So that's on the docket. We're going to go to the dog park and then let him rip a fat yeah. teddy bear to shreds, I guess. I don't know. I love it. it so. He deserves it. He deserves it. He's the best. What a good boy. We got to get him in the studio. For, I know. We need him. Show. We need him. When we start doing live shows, we should have him on just so he's like moseying around, yeah. you know? Yeah. We have a mosey cam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, congratulations, Purdue. Hang the banner. Purdue Boilermakers. Thanks, Coach Titus. Thank you to Coach Titus for coming on the show. Uh, And that is it. We'll see you guys on Friday.